I'm Nicole Nimri. And I'm Stacey Sieber. And we solemnly swear that we're up to no good. We're second year students in the Emerging Media and Design Development program at Ball State University. And this is MythCast. In each episode, we put our EMDD skills to work to solve a mythical, monstrous problem. This is an imaginative practice for problems we solve in the EMDD program. In this episode, we visit the wizarding world of Harry Potter to discuss the importance of wands and how we'd use design thinking to simplify the wand selection process. We even meet with two wannabe witches to learn more about their ideal wand and how they'd make the right decisions to craft their perfect wand. Before we get started, let's refresh your memory on some of the series' most notable wands. Starting with the most famous wand of all, Harry Potter's. His wand features a phoenix feather core and was made using holly as well. It's believed that wands that have holly select wizards who are destined for a spiritual journey. (coughs) Cough, cough, the hero's journey. Wands made with a phoenix feather core are said to be the greatest and the most rare because they produce the greatest power range. Tom Riddle, a.k.a. Voldemort, also had a phoenix feather wand, making his wand a brother wand to Harry's. This is what created the reverse spell effect in the graveyard in the Goblet of Fire. Anytime two wands have the same core, they're said to be twin wands and share a connection. So, you know, Harry Potter and Voldemort both use their wands for very different reasons. And I think it's important to discuss the fact that, you know, witches and wizards do use their wands for everyday things such as cooking and cleaning. But then you have the extreme side with Harry Potter and Voldemort who use them for battles and, you know, fighting one another. Other notable wands include Dumbledore's. The build of Dumbledore's original wand is unknown. But for the majority of the time we see him, Dumbledore wields the Elder Wand. This is the most powerful wand ever created, and it's one of three objects that make up the Deathly Hallows, which also include the Cloak of Invisibility and the Resurrection Stone. We also have Professor Snape's Wand. It's very likely that Snape's Wand features the core of a unicorn hair, as these wands are the most difficult to turn to the Dark Arts. Wands with these cores are also the most faithful of wands, paralleling Snape's faithfulness to Lily, which is Harry's mother, Dumbledore, and eventually Harry himself. Now that we've gone through some of the most notable and notorious wands of all time, let's chat about how we'd use design thinking methods to choose the perfect wand. Design thinking is a creative approach that places the user at the center of solution development. This process heavily relies on empathy and collaboration. And while the wand usually chooses the wizard, some aren't so lucky. So, through empathy research, we would like to observe someone go through the process of selecting a wand and then identifying and addressing pain points of the process. So, we'd like to tackle things like, you know, was it difficult to select a wand? Was it difficult to design the wand? Was it difficult to take the wand home? There are a bunch of things that we'd like to uncover through this process. So after collecting that research from real-world observations, we would then create user personas, which are fictional representations of our ideal witch or wizard. These personas would then allow us to picture our target audience while making changes to the selection process. Using our observations and collected data, we'd be able to make necessary changes to the wand selection process and improve it for future witches and wizards. We managed to find two huge Harry Potter fans who would have loved to choose their own wands. Let's hear from them personally to hear how their wand selection process would go. Today, we're joined by fellow Harry Potter fanatic and wannabe witch, Jolie Edge. As a muggle, she can't use actual magic, but that hasn't stopped her from crafting her own wand. Before we get going, though, which house would the sorting hat put you in? 
The sorting hat would definitely put me in Hufflepuff. I'm also a Hufflepuff, so that works out well. Wow, I never meet Hufflepuffs, but today we've got two of them in the house. What house are you in? I'm a Gryffindor. Ooh. I award Gryffindor House 60 points. How do you know when the wand is right? The wand is right. I, I genuinely do imagine getting that feeling like Harry does when he's in Ollivander's where just a beam of light coming down and it just feels like warm sunshine when you're holding your wand. Like it just kind of feels like a part of you. I also imagine that happening to me uh, when I visited the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and I got my own wand. In that exact moment, I felt that. I felt the sunshine from, you know, the Florida sun beaming down on me. So I totally get that. It's a dream. Though we know the wand chooses the wizard, if you were able to design your own wand, what would it look like? So I think uh, if I were to design my own wand, I would want it to be something that like kind of shows my personality and the things that I like. So I mean, I love pine trees, so probably made out of pine. I know that it's very common to have like a phoenix tail feather or a unicorn hair. So I think maybe like some dog hair because I love dogs. I think that would be cool. So now that you've designed your own wand, how would you use it in the real world? Would you use it, you know, for school? Would you use it for cleaning? Would you use it for work tasks? Or would it be something that you just keep around to use, you know, recreationally? Ooh, I do like the idea of using it recreationally. I think about definitely cleaning because I struggle with that a lot. I like the idea of being able to cook something very quickly. I immediately think of Molly Weasley when they constantly have the stuff going in the kitchen. But then recreationally, the disapparation, I would love to use it for that. Just being able to transport myself where I need to go when I need to go. So that would be really helpful for somebody who runs late on occasion. So it sounds like that's a problem that would need to be solved with this wand. Um, are there any other problems that you can think of that having a wand would be able to solve? So yeah, I would definitely say running late would be a problem that my wand could solve. I think that cooking dinner when it's very last minute, I think that would be very helpful as well. So yeah, I think a wand can be pretty helpful. Um, do you think everyone could benefit from a wand or do you think only certain people would be able to benefit from a wand? I think everyone could benefit, but I think some people might abuse the power that a wand would have. So now that we're living in the real world and using our wand, how would you store it considering not everyone's used to seeing a wand on a regular basis? I would probably have a secret drawer or like a trap door in a dresser or something where I'd keep it. I'd have these like little secret pockets in all my clothes and just always to have it when necessary. Would you be scared to use it in public or would you feel embarrassed at all to use it or would you use it, you know, whenever? I don't think I'd use it in public because I feel like it would draw a lot of attention. I mean, just in this muggle world, some people just aren't ready for that kind of magic. With your own wand, you know, would you craft your own spells, do you think? Or would you use ones that have already been created within the Harry Potter franchise? You know, I don't like to consider myself a very creative person. I'm just, I really like playing by the rules. So I feel like I would probably have to steal some of the Harry Potter ones. But um, depending on if what I needed the wand for, I might have to, you know, pull a Ron Weasley and just kind of make something up and hope it works. I like to think that's what I would do as well, you know, just kind of make it up as I go, but I would probably also just follow along with what's already been made. Exactly. Gotta try it every now and then, but 
I don't know, just makes the most sense to do what's already what's already been made. Do you have any tips for other, you know, muggles that are interested in building their own wand? My advice for someone who would want to build a wand who doesn't know a whole lot about it would be to kind of search within themselves and decide what kind of represents themselves and how they are and how they hope they want to be. Thanks so much, Jolie. It's always so good to connect with another Midwest muggle. Our next guest today is Kaylee Fugates, chaser on Ball State's Quidditch Club and fellow witchling. Before we dive into the questions, we want to know what house would the sorting hat put you in? I am a true Hufflepuff all the way. Oh, another Hufflepuff. I'm actually a Hufflepuff as well, and our previous guest was a Hufflepuff, so we've just been talking to a bunch of different Hufflepuffs today, I guess. Hufflepuffs are the easiest to talk to, so of course everyone you talk to is Hufflepuff. I guess so, but enough with the Hufflepuff talk, because I know Nicole is a Gryffindor, so I'm sure she doesn't want to hear about this, but Nicole actually has a few more questions to ask. Hey now, I might be a Gryffindor, but I'm not a Hufflepuff hater. (laughs) When thinking about your wand, what kind of things would you want or need it to do? I would definitely need my wand to be very flexible. I'm very short. I'm five foot one. So I need something that I can easily pick from wherever I'm keeping my wand that I can bring it out in a moment's notice. Like I need it to be something that's durable and it's going to fit my very rough lifestyle. I'm very clumsy, so I need something that's not going to break very easily. Good point. If you're able to design your own wand, what would it look like? My favorite designs for wands are Luna and Sirius's wands. So they, I found, are the most detailed wands uh, in canon. I want it to reflect who I am as a person. So I want it to be very intricate with the design, something that's going to show off traits that I think are most valuable in myself. I like to think that I'm kind and helpful when anyone needs help. Very true Hufflepuff traits. <laughs> yeah, I would vouch for you on that, I think. Would you have a certain material used at the core? So, for example, Harry and Voldemort both had the phoenix feather at their core, and other ones have different things like unicorn hair or dragon heart strings. What would you put, real or imaginary, that captures who you are in your wand? I think I would put dried honeysuckle in it like the essence of dried honeysuckle because I'm from southern Indiana and honeysuckle grows everywhere in southern Indiana and it's just something that brings up a lot of memories from childhood for me. I think it kind of embodies those roots of where I come from. How do you think you would use your wand on a day-to-day basis? Do you think you'd be a fighter? Because I know personally I wouldn't be fighting or battling anyone with mine, so I'm interested to hear what you would do with yours. I don't think I would be like a fighter or anything (laughs) if I was a witch. I would be very much doing chores around the house, like something to put away the dishes once it's done with the dishwasher or folding laundry. So I want it to just do helpful home essentials around the house. Would you use your own spells? or use the existing spells from the Harry Potter world? No, I'm very particular with how I like things around the house, so I think I would create my own spells to do, like, homework, just to file homework away or file writings that I've done away or how I like to keep my bathroom, certain products in certain orders, just stuff like that. Do you have any tips for first-time wand owners, whether it be building a wand or using them? What advice would you give them? I would... Always make sure the end of the wand is facing away from you. You don't want a spell to hit you and not the person you're aiming it at. You don't want to be hexed. That is definitely a great tip. Thanks again for your time, Kaylee. We always love a good Hogwarts reunion. Thank you for having me. I love to talk about Harry Potter, so of course I wanted to come on. 
As a fellow Hufflepuff, I thoroughly enjoy talking to two other Hufflepuffs. Nicole, I know you're a Gryffindor, so maybe you didn't enjoy that as much. I'm not sure, but regardless, it was super awesome getting to hear how they would design their own wands. You know, we have dog hair and then dried honeysuckle, so two very different things, but it's interesting to hear how these witches would use their wands in their daily lives. You know, we have things from cooking to cleaning to homework, so it covers a bunch of different things, and as expected, two Hufflepuffs, I wouldn't think that they'd be using them for fighting or anything, and so like they said, they'd be using them around the house. Us Gryffindors are just too passionate. I'd definitely be trying to duel it out or put on a show. Like we said though, the EMDD program at Ball State is all about solving real world problems using methods such as design thinking, like in this episode, human computer interaction, and transmedia storytelling, which will all be covered in future MythCast episodes. Stay tuned to our EMDD social media channels and our website for the latest updates on what we're up to, including our next episode that takes a deeper dive into the wizarding world of Harry Potter as we take a look at horcruxes and how we'd apply them in the EMDD program. Oh, and Harry, don't forget, when you're done, just give it a tap and say, Mischief Managed.